the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The John Steigerwald Show, sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre-recorded. I should get hazard pay. Yeah, I actually forced myself to watch Rachel Maddow on MSNBC last night because I wanted to see what the reaction from the non-Fox networks would be to the Durham report. Of course, I came very close to throwing up. She spent three or four minutes with a smirk on her face, uh, saying it was really pathetic and that the Republicans and Fox News viewers have been waiting for years for this, and all they got was a big nothing burger. It'll be a while before I tune into her again, but she was typical of how the media reacted to the story. I checked ABC World News tonight. It wasn't their lead story. CNN actually brought in Andrew McCabe. He's the former deputy director of the FBI. They wanted him to come in uh, to give his analysis. Of course, he's actually employed by CNN. He's also one of the stars of the report that showed that the FBI colluded with the Clinton campaign to spy on and trash the Trump campaign and his presidency. So they brought in a guy who was accused of lying to analyze his own lies, I guess. Anyway, he he said the report was trash. And then Anderson Cooper, one of the most nauseating people in the history of television, who has somehow kept his job despite uh, ratings that have been in the toilet for as long as anybody can remember, he, he sat there and nodded his head when McCabe was talking. Then in the morning on MSNBC, Joe Scarborough, who used to be a Republican and a conservative uh, until he was whipped into shape by his wife, said the report was a four-year taxpayer-funded boondoggle. Of course, these are the same people uh, and networks who uh, bought everything that the FBI and creeps like Adam Schiff were uh, selling from the beginning and, and it would have taken some actual integrity and maybe some guts for them to admit that they were wrong or at least to say that they were lied to by the Democrats or the FBI and they were fooled somehow. They're also the same people who saw no need to talk about Hunter Biden's laptop a couple of weeks before the 2020 election and the same people who ignored the story last week about the Biden family, including grandkids, somehow managing to get paid $10 million from foreign corporations, many of which were tied to foreign governments. So it makes you wonder where we would be if not for Fox being around for the last 25 years. It also convinced me that there's no reason to ever watch um, MSNBC, CNN, CBS, ABC, or NBC for news ever again, unless it's to make fun of them, of course. Well, anyway, when we come back, the Durham report was a little bit of a distraction from the chaos on the border, which is still going on. We're going to talk to Christine Flowers, who's a member of the media, but also an attorney who specializes in immigration law, talk about what it's like, uh, what's likely to happen to the millions of people who have sneaked into the country. And in our second half hour, Joe Biden read from the teleprompter at Howard University's commencement, and whoever put the words on the prompter had Joe say that white supremacy is the biggest terrorist threat America faces. One of our friends from the Black Action Network will be here with a response to that stupidity. Stick around. This is an important notice to all U.S. taxpayers. The IRS is giving away billions of dollars in tax savings through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative to aid delinquent taxpayers. This initiative was established for anyone facing financial hardship and unable to pay their back taxes. Qualifying and enrolling in this program will stop all collections, settle your delinquent tax problem, and even reduce what you owe by thousands of dollars. Call the hotline at People's Tax Relief to see if you qualify and get this free information 
information by dialing 800-419-2387. If you have unfiled tax returns or cannot afford to pay your personal or business back taxes, you can now get the help you need. One simple phone call can resolve your tax problem and save you thousands of dollars. To see if you qualify and to get this important free information, call 800-419-2387. Wouldn't it be great to work in a place that makes a positive impact on the people, businesses, and churches around you? That place exists. I know because I work there. My name is Cassie, and I'm the digital marketing specialist with Salem Media Group in Pittsburgh. Right now, Salem Surround has an opening for one talented salesperson to join our team. Is that you? We'll bring the training. You just bring the talent. An understanding of digital marketing and some direct sales experience will definitely help you stand out. What are you waiting for? Take the first step to a career that is challenging, rewarding, and helps to create terrific results for our amazing customers. Join the sales team at Salem Media Group Pittsburgh. Email your resume to brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. That's brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. Salem Media Group is an equal opportunity employer. Hey, are you tired of not getting a good night's sleep? Well, my friend Mike Lindell has created the perfect solution. This is John Stagerwald. Mike didn't just stop at the pillow. He also created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets made from the world's best cotton called Giza. These sheets are ultra soft and breathable yet extremely durable. And now, for a limited time, you can get 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets with prices starting as low as $29.98. These sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors and have a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Take advantage of this amazing offer. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Podcast Square, and use promo code STAG at checkout. You can also find deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow 2.0 Mattress Topper and MyPillow Towel Sets. Don't wait any longer to get the best sleep of your life. Call 800-716-8087 or go to MyPillow.com now and use promo code STAG. Remember, this sale won't last forever, so don't miss out. Hi, I'm Olivia, and I'm 11. Some people my age might think water in a basement's pretty cool. Who wouldn't want an indoor swimming pool? But my dad taught me a thing or two about homes. You mean all those times I talked about waterproofing. You were actually listening? Absolutely. I'm like Alexa. Okay, so how does JD Waterproofing protect your home? By keeping water out of the basement so it doesn't compromise the structure of your home. And? By not giving yucky mold and mildew a place to grow. Pretty good. Dad, I wasn't finished. Oh, sorry. And JD Waterproofing can save you money. Do tell. By saving you from having to replace your basement appliances from water damage. I couldn't have said it better myself. Got water problems? Don't cry. Call 1-800-VERY-DRY. J&D Waterproofing. 1-800-VERY-DRY. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. Well, <clears throat> Democrats and, um, and uh, Republicans are arguing about the actual numbers, but nobody's denying that lots of illegal immigrants are coming across uh, our southern border. What happens to them after they get here, though? Christine Flowers is a columnist for the Delco Times, a radio host and political pundit in Philadelphia, and a uh, frequent guest on this radio show. She's an attorney specializing in immigration law. She joins us now. Christine, thanks for coming on, counselor. Hey, how you doing, John? I have to say, I haven't, you know, I know you want me to talk about immigration, and I will, uh, yeah. but I haven't been paying that much attention to the border in the last 48 hours. I know, you got the you got the mayor's race there, and I definitely am going to talk to you about that. Uh, <laughs> it's you've an been, apocalyptic moment, but I know. yeah, I can talk about immigration for you. Yeah, yeah I, I just, I, I definitely want, that's one of the reasons why I, why I wanted to have you on. I thought you were perfect for today, because I wanted to talk about both, because You've been tweeting up a storm about that mayor's race in Philadelphia. It looks like it's crazy. But before we get to that, I just I just wanted to get your opinion, uh, expert opinion in general, on what's happening on the border, and not necessarily the last couple of days. Sure. You know, just just in the last you know, pick a number of years. Sure. No, absolutely. First of all, um, Biden is a is a complete and total disaster, a mess, because you know he came in 
as the kindler, gentler uh, chief executive, how he was going to reacquaint children with their parents after the child separation policy, that he was going to, um, he was the one that was going to pass uh, legislation to allow dreamers to stay in the United States permanently. He was going to, and most importantly, he was going to fix the chaos at the border. He's only made it worse. Um, I can tell you that I have practiced immigration law under five administrations. I started when Bill Clinton was um, going into his second term in office. 1995 was when I started uh, practicing full-time immigration law. Bush, Obama, Trump, and now Biden. I can honestly tell you that Biden is the absolute worst because even under Obama, there was some semblance of order. The things that he did, even the executive orders that a lot of people were criticizing because of their constitutionality, there was some basis in the law. And, and also there was some advance notice um, on, you know, administrative law. Immigration is, is ruled primarily by the um, administrative state. And so you have to follow rules and you have to announce new rules and give people an opportunity to respond to them. Um, Obama did that. Biden has been throwing things out left and right, trying to salvage whatever reputation he thinks he has with respect to immigrants and immigration. And he's angered everyone. He's angered conservatives. He's angered liberals, progressives. Um, and what's happening at the border is reminiscent of what happened in the final days of our um, exit from Afghanistan. Complete and utter confusion because this man knew for months that Title 42 was going to end. He wanted it to end. I mean, this was part of his plan. He could have put in place uh, protocols that would have stopped people from being able to cross the border that would have at the very least had some kind of a vetting system. Right now, what we have there is people coming up, either they're going to be immediately rejected, and that is happening. People are being turned around. Or they're going to be brought in. They don't have the personnel and the manpower at the border to implement that so-called um, vetting, that, that interview that they're supposed to be giving them to decide whether or not they're eligible for asylum. And, and then you have people, as you've seen, you have them being ferreted to cities up north because the ones at the border are, are just overcrowded, overloaded. And then you have the cities like New York trying to move immigrants to farther points north, upstate New York. It's happening here in Pennsylvania as well. Um, we had people arriving here in Philadelphia, and they're being moved to other areas. So it's just, it's a mess, and Biden owns this, and the Democrats are not going to blame him for it, because he's all they have in 2024. And it's, it's, it's sad, and it's pathetic, and as an immigration attorney, and as someone who, who benefits from order and organization and due process, None of those things are happening right now. And I'm an advocate for immigrants. This isn't helping immigrants. This isn't helping people arrive in the United States and benefit from all of the wonderful services and all of the wonderful rights that we have here. It's just making it much worse. And it's, you know who it's helping, John? It's helping the coyotes. It's helping the people, the drug traffickers and the human traffickers who are bringing these people into the United States for huge bounties because they understand that it's such a fluid border and we have an administration that is so feckless and so incapable of protecting the border at this point that they, I mean, it's just open season. They're able to do whatever they want. And Mayorkas, I don't think he should be impeached. I don't know what grounds he could be impeached on, and I don't think the Senate would impeach him, but quite or vote for an impeachment. I mean, the House, I don't think there would be articles that they could, could draw up against him, but he's, he's incompetent. They're all incompetent in that administration, in that executive. And you know who I feel bad for in addition to the immigrants? I feel bad for ICE agents because they are doing work that no one should be expected to do. They are emptying oceans with teaspoons, and they're not being given the weapons. And I'm not talking about actual weapons. They're not being given the tools, uh, administrative tools, legal tools, to be able to, to do the triage that they need to do. So that's my answer. <laughs>
Yeah, but aside from that, how's he doing? <laughs> he's doing yeah, okay. Yeah, well, Johnny boy, he's not doing so well. Yeah. Well, when I see Mayorkas, I hope this doesn't make me a bad person. Uh, I don't think he needs to be impeached. I think he needs to be punched in the mouth. But that's – I hope that doesn't make me, you know, mean or anything. But that's that's when I see that guy. He's just All the begging. All Twitter people are going to come after you, John. Yeah, well, Ooh, you said a bad thing. <laughs> well, he's just, he's just begging for a punch in the mouth. And not that I'm – I'm only kidding, you know, of course. But um, I know, kind of. of. There, there have been um, – so – well, there have been hundreds of thousands of immigrants coming in every month. Uh, how many of them are likely to go through the legal process of becoming citizens? And how? And if they do, how long will it take before that will happen? Okay, well, <laughs> the, the term citizen is a term of art. Um, a lot of people think that, you know, anybody who comes into the United States is looking to become a citizen. Not necessarily. There are lawful permanent residents, which are green card holders, which are people who are allowed to stay here essentially forever, but they're not actual citizens. They don't take that next step to be able to vote and to become full members of American society. A lot of the people that are coming across the border are people who are uh, self-defining as refugees. Many of them actually are fleeing persecution. A lot of the people from Venezuela, a lot of the people from some of the Central American countries, a lot of the people from Pakistan are fleeing actual persecution. I have a bunch of Pakistan Taliban cases, people who have been persecuted, threatened by the Taliban. That's that's a, a, a portion of the, the group. There's also a very, very large percentage of people who are coming over who you could define them as economic refugees, which basically means they're coming here to be able to work and make money. Now, while it's admirable that you want to support your family, that's not a basis for asylum. You can't come here and say, I can't find a job in Honduras. I want to come to the United States. So a lot of the people, as I said, who are coming over are coming over and they're going to be claiming asylum. That's causing the clogging at the border. The people who are coming over without visas are people who are generally going to present themselves as refugees, asylees, people who are coming in to seek some kind of asylum benefit. Right now, the system is so clogged and so backlogged that in Pennsylvania, in Philadelphia, if you have a hearing if you if you come in in 2023, your first hearing might be in 2023, but then your final hearing will not be until sometime in 2025, 2026. That's actually on the low side. If you're in California, if you're in New York, if you're in um, Arizona, Florida, you're looking at 2027, 2028. So essentially, it, it is. You know, it is a system that is so broken that we don't even have a handle any longer on who is here and how long they're going to be here and who is going to be able to, we call it, adjust their status, meaning become legalized in the United States. Yeah. So, I mean, there really is no easy answer to your question, but many, many years. Yeah, and I, and it's just to me is a just a perfect example of why, we should have the government involved in as little of our lives as possible because they can't do anything right. And this no better example than this. So I want to give you time. I got about I got less than five minutes, so I don't want to make you hurry through this thing in Philadelphia. Now, people in Pittsburgh, uh, you know, they may think, what do I care about what's happening and who the mayor of Philadelphia is? But it just based on what I'm seeing coming from your Twitter uh, feeds or your tweets, I should say. Um, it's pretty crazy down there. So what is going on? I know it's a Democrat primary, so that's actually the mayor's race. It's just like Havana and Pittsburgh. There's one party. So I want to tell my cousins in Pittsburgh, this is why you should be paying very close attention to the elections in southeastern Pennsylvania. And I love you guys out there. Um, I was very, very close to Pittsburgh just a couple weeks ago, and I'm going to finally make it out there in a couple of months, and I'm going to look you up, John. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> the reason you guys should be interested is this. The two major elections in southeastern Pennsylvania that are going down today is the Democratic mayoral primary in Philadelphia 
And a special election in my hometown, my old stomping grounds of Delaware County, right outside of Philadelphia. It is a special election to replace a Congress, uh, excuse me, a state representative because of um, the resignation of Mike Zabel, a state representative who was credibly accused of sexual harassment, sexual assault, sexual abuse. Um, And that was all covered up by the Democrats, covered up by Democrat women who didn't want to lose the majority in the Pennsylvania State House. So right now we have a House majority of one, meaning that there well, there was a Democrat House majority of one until Zabel resigned. Now it is even. And this election in Delaware County will determine the balance of power in the House in Pennsylvania. And you guys in Pittsburgh, you live in Pennsylvania. So it matters a great deal. And the reason I'm saying this is, President Joe Biden, who's so busy dealing with problems at the border, had enough time to come and campaign for the Democrat nominee, the Democrat candidate in Delaware County, in this tiny, tiny little town in southeastern Pennsylvania, because he has a vested interest in keeping Pennsylvania blue. Mm-hmm. And making it even bluer. So it is a nationalized race that never should have been nationalized. Cousins in Pittsburgh pay attention. This is about our Commonwealth. In Philadelphia, the same thing is happening. We have one candidate, Helen Gim, progressive communist, you know, who is basically pulling in all of the big names, AOC. Um, Jane Fonda, Bernie Sanders, Mark Ruffalo, all of these people who never stepped foot in the city of Philadelphia, people who don't pronounce the word W-A-T-E-R like we do, water, we pronounce it water, they don't pronounce it that way, they have no idea what Philadelphia is, and they are trying to strong arm and nationalize our local elections. So guys, this is all about the Democrats trying to take over the political process and strong arm the voters of southeastern Pennsylvania. And we are the canary in the coal mine because if Helen Gim wins and if Heather Boyd, the Democrat um, candidate for Delaware County, who is the most pro-abortion, she supports, it's an infanticide, she supports abortion up to the moment of birth, essentially. If we get these people in office, we're done. The Republicans don't have an opportunity. This is a national election. You may think it's local. It's not. Well, who's who's going to win? Like Cassandra. Um, I am praying that uh, you know anybody but Helen Gim as the as the mayor. All of the other Democrats, they're Democrats, but they're not crazy progressive Democrats. They're kind of like old line Democrats. A lot of them are wonky policy people. They're not crazy, radical culture warrior, culture warriors um, in the Delco race, if anybody's guess. And now I'm registered to vote in Philadelphia, so I can't vote in my old hometown of Delco, which makes me extremely nervous because at least in Philadelphia, and I did a switcheroo. I was a registered Republican. I registered as a Democrat for the primary because we have a closed primary and you're allowed to do that. And I voted against Helen Gim. Um, I know a lot of Republicans did the same thing. Is that going to be enough to stop her juggernaut? Maybe not, but at least we tried. Um, and I do, I, 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 I hope, honestly, I don't care who actually the nominee is, the Democratic nominee is, as long as it's not Helen Gim. The only saving grace is Helen Gim is such a repellent, repulsive candidate that we may, if she is the Democratic nominee, we may for the first time in, in decades have a Republican mayor in the city of Philadelphia because I've heard a lot of Democrats saying, if she's the nominee, I'm voting for the Republican. Well, it sounds interesting. I'm out of time. Christine, you did exactly what I wanted you to do. You talked about the, the insanity of the border and the insanity in Philadelphia. So I appreciate it. Take care, John. Okay, that's Christine Flowers and... Uh, She's uh, one of my favorite guests. We'll have her on again soon, and I'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. The investigation of the FBI's probe into the matter of Russia and Donald Trump's 2016 presidential campaign is over. Special Prosecutor John Durham faulting the Bureau for its handling of the probe, 
saying there were a series of, quote, missteps by the FBI and the Justice Department. Texas Republican Senator John Cornyn. is confirms the worst about the FBI's abuse of the legal process uh, against the Trump administration using a a, a, a opposition research paid for by the Hillary Clinton campaign. Still waiting on Capitol Hill, President Biden will soon be discussing the debt limit with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, as well as a number of other congressional leaders they'll be meeting at the White House. This is SRN News. People ask me sometimes, Lance, I'm worried about my finances and I feel bad because I shouldn't be worried, right? I realize that inflation is going to be eating up money. I've got to do something to get around this crazy stock market and Biden's spending spree. Gold has, since the beginning of time, been the resource that God's people have relied on. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, is what the prophet Haggai said during a time of great shaking. To protect your retirement, I recommend that you diversify your 401k or IRA right out of paper assets and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with Gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. I want you to text the words FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and get a free info kit on Gold IRAs. There's no strings attached to this, so just text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and see what I've discovered here about gold and its ability to stabilize your investment and create a storage of wealth for you in unsteady times. AM 1250, The Answer. Brandon Tatum. The left ain't seen nothing yet. John Durham finally came out with his investigatory findings, and Donald Trump should have never been investigated for Russia collusion. Now, we knew it, but now we have unequivocal evidence that they were malicious in their approach to investigate Donald Trump. Let's talk about it more on the next Officer Tatum Show. The Officer Tatum Show, tonight at 7, right before Charlie Kirk at 9 on AM 1250. The answer. Hey, John Steigerwald here for Johnny and Jesse Samick, my friends over at Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. When disaster strikes your home or business, demand the yellow van. Fire, water, or mold, Service Master's technicians are trained and equipped to get you back to normal fast. Even when dealing with insurance, you have a choice who repairs and cleans up the mess. Make sure you demand the yellow van. Call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Service Master. Hi, I'm Olivia, and I'm 11. Some people my age might think water in a basement's pretty cool. Who wouldn't want an indoor swimming pool? But my dad taught me a thing or two about homes. You mean all those times I talked about waterproofing. You were actually listening? Absolutely. I'm like Alexa. Okay, so how does JD waterproofing protect your home? By keeping water out of the basement so it doesn't compromise the structure of your home. And? By not giving yucky mold and mildew a place to grow. Pretty good. Dad, I wasn't finished. Oh, sorry. And JD waterproofing can save you money. Do tell. By saving you from having to replace your basement appliances from water damage. I couldn't have said it better myself. Got water problems? Don't cry. Call 1-800-VERY-DRY. J&D Waterproofing. 1-800-VERY-DRY. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. W223CS Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. AM 1250. The Answer. Weather. Cloudy skies this evening, then turning out clear late tonight, the low 49. Brilliant sunshine tomorrow. We'll see a high tomorrow of 65. Clear and chilly tomorrow night. There can be frost in the normally colder spots. You may want to cover up that tender vegetation. We'll see a low of 39. Mostly sunny and beautiful Thursday. We'll reach a high of 73. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, the big guy made an idiot of himself on Sunday when he spoke at Howard University's commencement. He said white supremacy is, quote, the most dangerous, most dangerous terrorist threat to the nation. Sonia Morris is a uh, member of Project 21 at the Black Action Network. She's the author of four books. She's an attorney, and her resume would take way too long to read here. But she joins us now. I, I hope I got your first name right, S-O-N-I-A. I actually use my middle name as my first name. You got it right, right on. Okay, thank you. And thanks for being on the show, Sonia. 
Um, anytime. So My if pleasure. you if you were given a chance to uh, give a rebuttal to President Biden's speech after he spoke on Sunday at Howard, what would you have told the graduates there? Well, I would say that black people are interested in more um, subjects. There are more pressing matters to the community than the um, issue of racism and specifically white supremacists, which to me is just a nebulous comment um, um, term that the tries to use mostly to incite people to anger. Uh, and those those um, graduates needed to hear words of hope and not of hate, words of inspiration and not separation. We are, and we need to stop trying to incite people to be angry and hating America. So they needed to hear hope. They needed to hear what he to the economy. How are we going to turn the the country? the country that we're leaving them, that he's, you know, been front and center in trying to ruin, um, you know, he needed to give more of a plan for fixing the problems rather than introducing problems. Yeah, I was interested in your in a comment on, on your website. Uh, you said that the, the speech was at best condescending and at worst racist, and you kind of pointed out here, and as a white guy, it really it, it, it hadn't occurred to me. Uh, that um, yes. how often white people go to places like uh, a black university, uh, uh, Howard University mm-hmm. and HBCU, and the first thing they think they're supposed to do is tell them how sorry you feel for them for being and living in a country yeah. where there are so many racists, and as though that's the only thing that, that that's on their mind 24 hours a day. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, that it is condescending to think that, okay, you can assume that all we want to hear is things about black. No. Uh, I mean, I, I know many um, people who are, you know, just as intelligent as, as, as uh, Joe Biden, intelligent as, as, as other whites. And we are concerned about everything. We're concerned about our freedoms that seem to be, be being worn away by this. Yes, I believe it was racist because he was assuming that we only want to hear things about, you know, being black and how much of victims we are. And, you know, I, I would rather think of myself as a victim or another victim. You know, we have many opportunities in this country. And I've lived in a place like China. Now, there's a place that is systematically racist. And even there, sometimes we just get more respect than we would get from someone like uh, like Joe Biden who just assumes that he knows what's best for us. You know what I like to call it? I like to call it the Massa complex. Mm-hmm. Massa knows best. Yep. So you're going to come and tell us what we need to hear. No. I, you know, I, I, I wholeheartedly, um, re- you know, uh, reject what he had to say, and I believe many African Americans would think the same. And I Don't get me wrong. I think Joe Biden is an idiot and can't wait for him to go away. But I actually, uh, in some ways, understand why he would I, – I, I don't like it, but I kind of understand that he would think that he was doing the right thing by, by going there and saying – telling them that he thinks white supremacy is the biggest terrorist uh, issue that we have in the country uh, because it shows that he's sympathetic to them. And I, I think it comes more out of ignorance than any kind of hate or, or even mm. – con- uh, uh, um, Conscious condescending. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I believe he's he's completely out of touch, but and not just with African Americans. He's yeah. just out of touch with the, the entire American experience. So, hence the reason. So he's going to reach for something that he thinks we would want to hear. And I, you know, I believe that there's a little bit of manipulation in there because you know he's going to be running again, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, and trying to speak the to Americans uh, as if he understands our plight, but, you know, our plight that he presented is really not our plight. And it, and the other thing about it, um, uh, Sonia, is that he's not, he's speaking to college graduates. Right. These are these are These are people who just finished four years of college. You would assume that they have a certain amount of intelligence and that they can be spoken to as intelligent people. Yeah. You make a great point. You make a great point. Exactly. Um, pander to them, but that is exactly what he was doing. Now, yeah, and and as as far as you know, is that a message that these students might have been given for the last four years? Any of them, or many of them, or you know, I'm talking about from the from the faculty at H uh, at, at Howard. Absolutely. Absolutely. They have been. Absolutely. 
Go ahead. Sorry. No, no. I've, I, did they have been given that message that, that uh, from their from their professors and and just uh, the message they get on campus is similar to the one that Joe Biden was throwing out there. And, and perhaps that's why he went because that's essentially a continuation of what they most likely would have been given. Uh, you know, it's where it, at least from the leftist professors, right? That mm. America is so bad and. So if, if if America is so bad, what do you t- what, where are you sending them? You're, you, you're literally sending them into the marketplace, and so you, we need to be um, preparing them to enter the marketplace, but not with this message of hatred. It's really more of divis- dividing America, and that that is not what America needs, and it's not what these students need. They need to know that they can go out there and make it, no matter what obstacles. They- and we face obstacles other than obstacles of race. Let's face it. It's just, this is, this is just real life. And need to be inspired that they can go out there and they can make it no matter what the obstacles uh, they encounter. So he really failed. He failed and he just fell down on that, um, on that comment sent, uh, address that he made to those students. Well, it's interesting because I was uh, looking, um, yesterday to see what uh what the how the networks reacted to the the Durham report and how much how much coverage it was going to get and so i was popping around places where i don't normally watch and i think it was um msnbc uh that the lead story was not the Durham report it was uh, joe biden's message of white supremacy at howard university and of course, of and course. that and that was and, and they weren't disputing it they were thinking it was a wonderful speech, apparently. Of course, of course. And you know what? And one of the other things I said in my um, original comments was that he's just deflecting. He's deflecting, uh, deflecting from his failure as the leader of the free world because he hasn't done anything to advance not just the American um, agenda, but advance just uh, the agenda of, um, you know, a global agenda, even in terms of, um, taking care of people, he, he he's completely um, fallen down on all of the issues that that concern the country, like national security, what's going on at the border, all these things that you and I know about that are failures. And so he was just that was a major major deflection on his part. We're talking to Sonia Morris. She's uh, with the Black Action Network Project Twenty One, um, and I ask uh, this all the time. Um, uh, uh, Sonia, I, I, cause I don't understand it. Um, how is it that, and, and here's the thing, if, if, if it's Joe Biden against Donald Trump coming up in 2024, if blacks would mm-hmm. only support Biden with 75% instead of 90%, Trump wins in a landslide. Yeah. And, yes. and, but they, that number never moves off by, by enough to make a difference it, the Democrats can count on 90 percent at least. Um, is that changing? And or, or if not, what can make that change? And uh, how aware should, how, how, do, how do you make black voters aware that they're voting against themselves? What yeah. an excellent, excellent point you make. And so um, I, when, when Biden made those comments, my first response was legitimize his comments with a response. And then the answer came to me that. We must be the dissenting voices because without the dissenting voices, then people have no, um, you know, no in terms of hearing a balanced um, view of the way things are. Because when the left speak, what they're speaking, they're, it's not truth and it's not um, reality. It's really a, a particular um, way that they want to move people. And so that's what they've been doing with the African-American vote for so long. But I would pray and hope that there's a, there are enough of us out there, um, you know, speaking the alternative, really the original message of the African-American um, um, family, et cetera, family values and, um, you know, strong freedom, um, you know, the, all of the things that in, in the Reconstruction era, um, those people who ran, the first African-Americans who ran were, Afri- were, um, were Republicans. They were conservatives. They realized that this freedom that they just gained was wor- worth fighting for. And so that's what was to regain those freedoms. The left would really want to enslave us again into thinking that there are hope. But if we um, are uh, uh, effective in our messaging, then we can... Um, at, at hope to 
at least, you know, maybe a percentage of that. It's not going to budge too far from, um, well, you know, I shouldn't say that. I, I am praying that we can start to whittle away at 90% and really get into the 80 and maybe 70-something percent mark. But you're exactly right, and that's the prayer and that's hope. Yeah, uh, Charles Butler is uh, also a member of your organization, and he's on the website, and he makes a good point, I think, uh, getting back to the white supremacy issue and Joe Biden saying that that's the single most dangerous terrorist threat in our homeland. Uh, Charles Butler says reality is far different. A threat from a white supremacist is rare for most black people. However, the probability of being killed by another black person or quote-unquote urban terrorist in a carjacking home invasion, robbery, stray bullet incident, or walking to your car or home is a real possibility. That's yeah. a, that's and a, you know what? Go ahead. I have this. I have that. I'm going to reference Charles. So I'm glad you brought it up. That's exactly what I was going to say. And you, you brought it up. That's exactly right. That's the real reality. People this nebulous white supremacist, um, you know, uh, jargon that he keeps on, you know, throwing out there. I have another question for you, uh, and th- this is not necessarily related to Joe Biden's speech, but, you know, the, the, the big story is uh, what's going on at the border, before the Durham report came out anyway, but, you know, we've seen what's going on at the border. Here's my question, and I can never, I can never seem to get, and it's a serious question for me, I can never get a, a good answer for it. Um, there are um, liberals, white and black, running around the country, mm-hmm telling people at every opportunity that this is a country that was founded on uh, white supremacy, uh, it's, it's uh, plagued with systemic racism, all the stuff that I don't have mm-hmm. to tell you about. And my mm-hmm. question is, I look at the pictures of the people coming across the border, and they are people of color, okay, and, and great, I think mostly. Why aren't why aren't the people who are are constantly telling us what a terrible place this is for people of color? Why aren't they down at the border warning those people who left countries run by people of color? Why aren't they warning them to not come here? Shouldn't they be doing that? And I'm I'm serious that if they're serious about what they say, they should be doing whatever they can to prevent these poor people of color who are unwittingly come into this terrible country. Right. So you, you hit the nail on the head there. You said something if they're really but we're not talking about truth and truth speakers, right? It's really all about a narrative and moving people into a particular um into a particular area. It's really not about truth and it's really not about caring about people. Because if they really cared about the people, you're exactly right. They would warn them that they're coming into a terrible country, but they also know that they're not coming into a terrible country. The 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 whole thing about white supremacy, it's just like I said, it's nebulous, it's just it's it's a non thing. <laughs> okay. It's not even it's not even something that we, you know, we should even be given um Credence to, but you're exactly right. It, because what did my um, my other colleague say? David Lowry said Joe Biden is a hypocrite. Yeah, he did. Well, there are a lot of hypocrites running around the country. <laughs> yeah, so that's the answer to that. Well, I, I wish I had the opportunity to ask one of them why they're not down there. Because you know, Alexandria <laughs> Ocasio Cortez oh should be on the border. She should be like holding up signs. Don't go back. Go back. Don't come right. in. Warning them. And that doesn't happen. Hey, um, well, they want the invasion, so. Oh, yeah, they do. Hey, I, I appreciate you coming on, uh, Sonia, and I uh, uh, always ha- love having sure. people from your organization come on. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you so much. A pleasure. Okay, and uh, that's Sonia Morris of Project 21, Black Action Network. I'll be right back. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. For my exclusive listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one, free with promo code STAG. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com. 
Click on the radio listener square to get the buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. Are you a writer who's devoted your time to writing a book with Christian morals behind it but need help to get it published? Maybe you wrote a children's book, your memoirs, a devotional, or a mystery with strong moral values at its core. Covenant Books has helped faith-based authors publish, edit, and sell their books through Christian bookstores and major online book retailers. Plus, if you call now at 800-255-9500, we're offering a free writer's guide to help you through the publishing process. Our experienced and dedicated staff will review and notate your manuscript with an editor's eye. Then our page designers will format your book to create the appropriate experience for your readers. And if needed, Covenant's talented illustrators will bring your book to life. Most importantly, Covenant Books will help tell your story by printing, marketing, and distributing your book through specialty Christian bookstores and major online book retailers like Amazon, Apple, and many others. Covenant Books, let us help tell your story. For your free writer's guide, call 800-255-9500. That's 800-255-9500. 800-255-9500. Did you know that most adults with autism are unemployed and a major hurdle is the lack of job opportunities? Well, that's about to change thanks to a new initiative from Autism Speaks. Lee Container, the J. Donald and Laurel Lee Family Foundation Fund and Delivering Jobs that seeks to create a more inclusive workforce in the U.S. Lee Container is a family-owned business that has found success by staying true to the golden rule. Treat others as you would want to be treated. There are hundreds of thousands of people with autism and people with intellectual or developmental differences who are ready and willing to work in our communities. Our coalition is committed to hiring an inclusive workforce, providing training for hiring professionals, and providing guidelines for all employees. Together, we can create a workforce where people of all abilities can contribute and thrive. Will you join us? We are inviting other businesses, institutions, and community leaders to join in. To learn more, please visit autismspeaks.org slash employment. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, then there's the uh, story in New York. Uh, you, boy, what a rat hole that place has turned out to be. The mayor up there is now uh, saying that maybe this whole uh, this, this whole sanctuary city idea, maybe it's not such a good idea, and he's thinking maybe they ought to rethink that. And it's funny watching some of the, uh, the people who voted, not some, they all voted. Uh, there's about three people in the entire city of New York who vote for Republicans, um, the migrants up there uh, who have been bussed up there by, uh, I guess, mostly Texas, uh, the governor uh, down there sent them up. Uh, migrants are to, to be housed in six more New York City school gyms, and the parents say that it's insane. Uh, six more Big Apple schools are set to start temporarily housing migrants in their gyms, prompting all hell to break loose Monday among parents frantic over safety and potential learning disruptions. To bus people to our school and expect the community to absorb them is just insane. That's uh, from Virginia Vu, VU, a PTA member and parent at Brooklyn's MS 577 in Williamsburg. We care about asylum seekers and we're proud our city is a sanctuary city, but housing asylum seekers on school grounds is absolutely unacceptable. That's, uh, I think that translated that is not in my backyard, I think is what she's actually saying there. Um, and so it's actually entertaining to see the reaction that people who uh, normally are welcoming and and uh, they think it's wonderful that uh, they're a sanctuary city until they actually have to uh, be subjected to being uh, disrupted in their lives by the people who are seeking and gaining sanctuary. It says here the other targeted elementary schools, uh, has a list of them here, all house uh, kindergarten through fifth grade. And another school is kindergarten through eighth grade. They were uh, preparing to host busloads of migrants, potentially single male adults, starting as early as today. And as of Monday, cots had already been set up inside the two school gyms as city officials put finishing touches on the new migrant site. And it says the developments come just days after adult migrants started moving into the gym at PS 188 on Coney Island in Brooklyn. That gym is now set up as an emergency intake site for asylum seekers bus to the school, which houses pre-K to fifth grade students. 
So um, they're getting them up there in New York, which is a sanctuary city. And uh, the one woman here says the students will be trapped inside, will not be able to go outside for recess or phys ed, which will be a huge detriment to their well-being, according to this mother. These kids just came through COVID, and now they're being locked into the classroom. These are Democrats, and these are the people who the uh, who were voted in by the very people who are complaining now. And if they bring up 10,000 migrants and put them all in the one school building, 99% of the people whose uh, kids go to that school will still vote for a Democrat. There's nothing a Democrat politician can do in the city of New York to get himself unelected. How much evidence do you need to see of that? So what I'm, I'm a little disappointed uh, that, that, that uh, they're not bringing some migrants here to Pittsburgh. I, um, I spend a lot of time in Mount Lebanon. I go for walks there, and I, I grew up in that area. And uh, I've over the last few years, I don't see, I don't know if I see any anymore, but I definitely don't see nearly as many as I used to. A lot of signs in the yard. We welcome immigrants. Uh, we love everybody. Black Lives Matter. These are people who uh, don't live within uh, 10 miles of a black person or an immigrant, but they have signs in their front yard saying how much they love them. Uh, I wish that a bus would pull up in uh, Mount Lebanon in front of one of those houses with the sign up front and, and drop off about 100 of them, the way they did at Kamala Harris's. Is it her front yard or her backyard? Wherever they did it, they're at her uh, place in uh, D.C., because I think the people in Mount Lebanon should, you know, they, 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 uh, it's a very liberal area now, and they've expressed their love for the, for the immigrants. And, and hey, it's great that you are welcoming. We all should be welcoming of people who come in the right way and are law-abiding and all that stuff. Nobody hates immigrants. But if you're expressing this love, this unabashed uh, love with no restrictions, just bring them in, bring them out there to Mount Lebanon. Lebo, they'll love it out there, and the people will be more than happy to put you know, 10 or 12 of them up in their game room downstairs. I think it would be great, make a great story, and we could all feel really good about it. So I don't think that's going to happen, but I'd like to see it happen. That's it for today. I uh, appreciate you listening, and uh, we will be back tomorrow. We're going to talk to Robert Bork. Remember the Supreme the guy who didn't get into the Supreme Court because the Democrats trashed him? going to have his son on to talk about what's happening with Clarence Thomas. We'll do that the tomorrow. The John Steckerwald Show is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Hey, John Steigerwald here for Johnny and Jesse Samick, my friends over at Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. When disaster strikes your home or business, demand the yellow van. Fire, water, or mold, Service Master's technicians are trained and equipped to get you Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.